this message from the book of James today, real results, tough talk to help me walk. Say that with me, tough to help me walk. So we're in the book of James. You know, it's a pretty timely book for what we're facing right now. They're telling us about this virus stuff. And I watch it like you do, too. I have to just turn it off or I'm going to bang my head against the glass. But uh, the setting for the book of James. James was the pastor at the church of Jerusalem. He was a half-brother of Jesus. They had crucified Christ. They were coming after His followers, believers in Jesus. Ground zero for martyrdom was Jerusalem. And so, the book of James opens to those who are scattered abroad. And if you're not careful, you can just think, oh, they went on a vacation. They moved. No. They were killed. They were being hunted down like dogs. They had to move. Many times they would kill the, uh, the father in the home and left wife and children. And so that's the setting. And the funny thing is, they never stopped meeting. Aren't you glad the early church never stopped meeting? Can we thank the Lord for the early church? Because they're watching right now. Thank you. If they would have stopped meeting and stopped being ambassadors for Christ in the face of getting their head cut off or burned at stakes. All you got to do is just go read your history. We wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't be saved today. Are y'all hearing me or not? A little bit tough preaching, ain't it? It's the truth. And that's what this book of James, it's five chapters. Tough talk. It's funny, here's a persecuted church, a persecuted people. And James is their pastor who will later be killed himself. But he didn't pat him on the head. Oh, oh, I'm going to pat you on the head. Last time I've checked, coddling doesn't help people get stronger. Do y'all hear me or not? Say. I, I love comfort. I want care. I want people to encourage me. But man, when things get tough, the tough get what? Wonder where that came from. Not this generation. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that. That wasn't something they just put out on the internet last week. I made that up. No, you didn't, Jack. That's a long time before you ever come along. But that's what this church was. They were tough. And so I've been teaching this book because to you. Because why? Well, it's just something I wanted to do. I had no idea about all this stuff. I've been doing it for a while now. But the point is, is that this was the first book I learned in the Bible. And boy, did Clark ever need some help. And you know I still need it. So I just, I love this book. It changed my life. I actually memorized the five chapters and it changed my life. So I'd like just to share today where we're going. We've got a little bit of time. Let's go, Raj. We'll push it now. Where are we going today? Throw that down there. Good. Let's go. And, and guys, I'm glad you're at home online. You better stay looking. Here we go. Prejudice and pride. You've heard the book Pride and Prejudice, haven't you? Well, we're going, we switched it around. It's prejudice and pride. Are you kidding me? James, why are you telling these people in this early church, why are you going to talk to them about being prejudiced? That's crazy, ain't it? I mean, of all the things you could say, why are you going to give a talk on that, James? 
Well, we're going to find out today. Let's go with it, Rod. Let's see what we can find. We're just studying the book of James. So, we're in chapter 2 now. Five chapters, chapter 2. My brethren, say this with me, have not the faith, help me, of our Lord Jesus Christ, help me, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. Now, that might sound like you're not supposed to be respectful. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, my brethren, he's talking to Christians. Who's he talking? He's talking to the early believers, the persecuted, the ones who scattered, the ones who've been hurting. Don't call yourself a Christ follower when you have respect to persons. That plain English means when you're prejudiced toward people. What an odd message. To give people who are being slaughtered. Hmm. But that is his message. Push me, buddy. So, and we're going to hang on right there with that one right there. Just hold that one for a second. I want to set the table for you. It's like our culture today. If, if the church today was being persecuted, it's really not here in America. You understand? I think that's why people panic. When you have been through the fire, you don't panic as much. Y'all hear me or not? Say. But we've got a culture today, and we've got that. We live in America, and I love living in America. We have the best place in the planet, on the planet to live. That's where we are. But when hard times come, why do people run and they're in line for four hours to get toilet paper? And this isn't a a diarrhea outbreak. I hate to be ugly. But what would drive people to do that? Fear and panic. But I'm going to tell you right now, people who've suffered, I'm talking about serious suffering, they tend to probably be a little stronger during these days. Does that make sense or my cuckoo? It is sensible. And so James is dealing with these people. And they're still struggling. They're, they're, the, they're at ground zero. They're being persecuted. But they're prejudiced. What do you mean they're prejudiced? We're not talking black-white here. Or brown. We're talking there were people that were being slaughtered. There were families of rich people who were coming to the other homes of believers And saying, our husband was killed, our father was killed, our grandfather was killed. We need a place to stay. And so to the rich ones, they would look at them different. Yeah, y'all come on in. But to the poor ones, who have nothing. They're poor as dirt, they have nothing, they have no station in life. They're they're just, just nobody, regular type people. They would come and they wouldn't be treated the same by those early believers. Did y'all just hear what I said? That's pretty sad, isn't it? You mean because you're poor, your family was killed, slaughtered, hurt, tortured, but because you're poor, I'm going to treat you different than the rich folk that their family was. Is that sick or what? Is that sick or what? Is that sick? That's why James is doing this. Everybody needs help. 
stop looking at people by what money they have. And the church has been doing it for years. I've watched it. If you come into a church and you got the education, and if you're a banker, they'll make you the treasurer. Excuse me. When the best treasurer might be that humble man that's had to live on just a little bit, but he watches every penny. Did you hear me? Yes or no? Isn't that funny, though? Have you all experienced what I'm telling you? Yes or no? You can be divorced and not be able to serve in churches. And you can be an awesome husband to your wife. Or ma'am, you won't be able to serve in a capacity, but you can be an awesome wife to your husband. But no, that person who's married and never been divorced, he can be the worst husband at home you've ever seen. But he gets a position because we're pathetic. Do y'all hear me or not? It's a tough message, ain't it? Are y'all glad y'all got up or not? Let's keep looking at Scripture now. Here we go. I had to lay the groundwork. Let's go. Now we're going to fly now. Here we go. Real faith demands that you not be prejudiced. You think of prejudice, you just think of color. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. It does. But I'm telling you, it exists a lot more than we think of. Amen? And it has no place in the church. Say that with me. It has no place in the... One more time. It has no place in the... I thank God. I say this around town. I thank God I was raised by a drunk woman. Why would I say such a thing? Because I really have been able to see both sides. I'm glad my mama was a waitress. My daddy was a cotton mill worker with a seventh grade education. I want, I try to treat people, every one of them, and I don't always do great, but I want to treat every one of, uh, every one of you as my friends. When I'm out and about, why wouldn't I be nice to everybody? Yes or no? Say. I look at you and you got money and I'm going to lick your shoes. It's not happening. I am going to be kind, respectful, yes or no. But there's another kind of prejudice, and that is we can have a prejudice against people that have money. Yes or no? Absolutely. There's whole campaigns, political campaigns, run on just attacking that. That's crazy. But I'm not concerned about them. I'm concerned about us, the church. Amen? So let's talk. Here we go. So, real faith demands that we not be prejudiced. Period. Period. So stop playing a game. It's disrespectful. That's what James says. It's disrespectful to have respect for some person over here because of what they got and some, 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 the disrespect because somebody doesn't have. Amen or oh me? I'll let you just think that through. It's probably going to hit you pretty hard. Second Corinthians says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was what? Yeah. Yet for you and me, He became what? That we through His what? Poverty might be made what? Where was He born? Let's check. Oh, little town of what? He was born in a beautiful hospital or palace, or, or was He born in a blank? A what? A stable, a manger. Amen. Jesus said, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man doesn't have a place to do what? Lay His head. <laughs> That's funny, ain't it? This is a wake-up call. James is saying to this early church, to the persecuted church, there are rich people that's lost their family. There's poor people that's lost their families. But you're saying to the rich, you're treating them different. You might say, how do you know that? Well, let's keep reading. James is saying, don't even say you're a Christ follower if you look down your nose at poor folks. Don't even say it. 
Don't even say it. Keep looking. Don't do it. Don't do it. This is a command. This is a command. It is not an option. This is a command. It is not an option for the church. Y'all hear me or not? Say. At home, I hope you're clicking that you're listening to me. You can click like, 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 because you know why? Because that's the truth. Amen. Come on. If it's an option to you, then don't call yourself a Christian. And if it's an option to you and you attend Fellowship Church, listen, don't say you attend here if you're going to act like that. Do y'all hear me or not? Amen or oh me? Now, you might say, Clark, I don't struggle with this. Great. Good. Good. Amen. Sometimes we need to hear a message that helps us to know we're not totally shot. Amen. Say. So good. Work on it if you need it. If not, thank God for it. Stay humble. So let's keep looking. Number two. Prejudicial thoughts or evil thoughts. Say that out loud. Prejudicial thoughts or what? I grew up in Rockingham, North Carolina. Schools began being segregated when I was a kid. And so I was part of that. But I lived on the black side of town. So I rode an old all-black bus. You know what? It was good for me. These are the guys I played sports with. I could tell you so many stories. But you know what? Where I grew up, we were sort of like it was ingrained in us to be prejudiced. But it wasn't just us prejudiced. They prejudiced against me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, was, it went both ways. And we were both poor, so we didn't struggle with that one. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. It seems like always somebody wants to one-up somebody else. You can be as poor as dirt, and you can still be prejudiced over somebody else below you. We, we're crazy. We're evil is what we are. Y'all hear me or not? Keep looking. So it's evil thoughts. Where does that come from? Verse 2. Be doers of the word. James is saying to the early church, listen to what I'm saying and do it. You're just deceiving your own selves if you're not hearing this message. This is James talking. If any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man that beholds his natural face in a glass. And he beholds himself and he goes his way and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. Okay? Remember what I'm telling you. You know I'm right, James says. Don't forget what I'm saying. Do it. Do not be prejudiced or a bigot towards people that have and people that don't have. That's more his message here than the the skin color. Got it? Keep going. So rich here, poor there. Sit here, sit there, stand there. Sit on the floor, lower than my feet. Where's that scripture, Raj? I'm looking for it. This kind of thinking's not allowed in your mind by you. I'm losing the scripture. Is there a scripture? This kind of judgment's your problem. I'm not seeing the scripture. God's holy word calls it evil. I'm looking for the verse. We didn't get the verse. No, we had the verse. You and me went over it, but we didn't get the verse there. There's verses in James. Unless you might have it coming up. But the bottom line, the bottom line is... In this chapter, sorry about that, we'll fix it before the next service. In this chapter, it says, to the rich set here, to the poor set here, at my footstool. Do you all understand that? That's what James says. 
What we're saying is to the rich, James says you're telling the rich. It's in the Bible. You'll see it in the book of James, second chapter. But he says to the rich, you can sit here and do that. Pastor, you got it right there? You have it right there, that scripture? Let me see it. What is that? Let me see it. That's okay. That's okay. Hang on. Hold this. Hold this. Here we go. If there come into your assembly a man of good with a gold ring and goodly apparel, there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and you have respect to him that wears the gay clothing, and you say to him, Sit thou here in this good place, and you say to the poor, You sit over there, or sit here under my footstool. Are you not partial in yourselves? Are you not become judges of evil thoughts? You see why I put it up there? It's evil, yes or no? Hearken unto my beloved brethren. Hearken, I can't see. Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised of them that love him? But you've despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you? Aren't they the ones that's been bringing you before the judgment seat? That's what was happening. Aren't they the ones that's leading this whole whole thing against you? James ugly right here. I like James. And then he says this, Don't you blaspheme that worthy name by which you're called. Don't you blaspheme the worthy name by which you've been called. You call yourself a Christian, and you're going to look at one person one way and another person another way. That's evil. If so, fulfill the royal law according to the Scripture. You shall love your neighbor as your... You'll do well. But if you have respect to persons, you commit sin... You're convinced of the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Amen? Did we hear it? I can't just quote that like that. I used to could. Keep looking. So point number three. I might have to do this whole message, but we'll get it right in a little bit. If you're prejudiced, you can't understand grace. If you're prejudiced, you can't understand grace. Does God love all people? Sure He does. No, He just loves you. That's funny right there. See, you don't understand grace. See, God loves everybody. God gave His Son for people that are dirt poor. People that are brown, white, black. What other colors there are. That's grace, isn't it? That's who we are to be as a church. Yes or no? Amen? And I'm not not trying to get on you today. This is just James. But if he's going to get on you, I'm going to get on you. But trust me, this is what Gary needs. Can you imagine me as a new believer in Christ at 16, 17 years old memorizing this book and what it's done for my life now? You see what I mean? It was the best thing for me. I mean, because I was that guy. I was prejudiced. And I think a lot of us deal with this, and we just need to catch ourselves. People need love. Okay? 
I see it there now, Raj. Good. Good, it's coming. Good, thank you. We might have to switch that up because it got me a little confused. Amen? Keep going. Just go on. Because I just read it. Amen. But God, who's rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, He's quickened us together with Christ, for by grace are you saved. This helps us to understand grace when we're not prejudiced. That in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by what? Grace, you're what? Saved through what? And that none of our what? Selves. Our education, our gifting, our money, our whatever. It's what kind of gift? It's a gift from where? Not of works, lest any of us would boast. This was God's doing. He's a gracious God. So, James is telling us prejudice, bigotry, respect for one but not for another is not acceptable in God's house. Amen. Y'all hear me or not? How many are feeling like you're getting a little butt whooping today? Let me see some hands. I came to church and he whooped my butt. That's the good thing about the Bible, isn't it? I love this. I want to be better. Say that with me. I want to be be better. On a regular basis, and I don't understand why, people will tell me, you're just so nice. I don't even think I'm nice. But when we treat people with respect, they notice. They notice. There's a whole lot of disrespectful people out there in our world. We go to McDonald's. Aren't those people at McDonald's? I'm talking about the people serving us up to the counter. They're the nicest people. They get us our coffee every day, don't they, guys? They're nice. And it's good coffee, ain't it? It's only a dollar. But we watch from time to time people get on to those people. I just want to throw those people through the window. I want to love people and stand up for people. You hear me or not? That's what James is saying. And don't think I'm a great guy. I got this from God's Word. That's good stuff. Keep going. Point number four, being prejudiced is sin. If you respect a person, you commit sin. You're convinced of the law as transgressors. It is sin. We'll be, convinced, we'll be convicted by God's law. If we have prejudice, we will be convicted by God's law. It might be cool down here. It ain't going to fly up there. Amen. Come on. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and offend yet in one point, he's guilty of all. For he that says don't commit adultery also said don't kill. Now, if you commit no adultery, yet if you kill, you're a transgressor of the law. So you can say I don't do this and I don't do this. But if you do this, if you're bigoted, prejudiced, Respectful to one group and not to another. Only certain people are your friends. That's sin, guys. Y'all hear me? He lists a couple of sins comparable to prejudice. Guess what they are? What? He lists a couple of sins that are comparable to being prejudiced. And what are those sins? I'm going to ask you, Russ. You ever had anybody look down on you because of your tattoos on your arm? Many times? Are you a child of God? Do you matter? Do you have value? Does God love you? Even if you got them on your arm? Isn't that funny? See how that works, yes or no? 
But guys, this is us. A lot of things, especially when talking to an older audience sometimes, we're sort of set in our ways, aren't we? Yes or no? And we, and I do it, but it's not right, is it? Say. Don't we want to be a loving church in Inglewood, Florida? Yes or no? Say. Yeah, man. That's right. We want drunk mamas like Gary's mama to be able to come here, right? We want my hellraisers like Gary to be able to come here, right? Yeah, man. It's no small issue with God, okay? So speak ye and so do, as they shall be judged by the law of liberty, okay? You want to be judged with liberty, don't you? Yes or no? Then extend that liberty to others and not a predisposed bias. It's funny how, like, I love the land of liberty. And then we treat people like dirt. <laughs> well, God was liber- uh, liberated us through His Son, Jesus. Amen? And he, he can do that for anybody. And we need to love people, guys. That's the whole message here. But keep in mind, we're going to quit now real soon. But keep in mind, just imagine, you get a knock at your door. Wham, wham, wham. And there's a crowd at your door, and they're rich, and they're dressed in nice clothes. And then there's some poor ones with them dressed in nasty clothes. And both of their fathers, grandfathers, some of their family, both of them had family killed. And they're on the run. (laughs) And you open your door to them, and you tell the rich... You sit over here at the dining table and nice in the living room. And the poor folks, you say now, you sit on the back porch. This is really tough, ain't it? That's who James was talking to. Amen? That's a good message for me today. For he'll have judgment without mercy who has showed no mercy. Those are scary verses of the Bible, aren't they? I'm saved. I'm a believer in Jesus. It says he's going to have judgment without mercy to those who show no mercy. (laughs) If I was you, I'd be working on that mercy thing. How about that? Amen? And mercy rejoices against judgment. I love that. You want mercy, then show it to others. Show it to others. You will be judged without mercy if you don't extend mercy to others. That's what the Bible's teaching. Strong stuff. How y'all doing at home today? You're like, you turned me off a while ago, didn't you? That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. What's the key to dealing with bias and prejudice and bigotry and rich here and poor here? Because we tend to be that way. We tend to want to flow with the folks we know and stuff like that. I get it. What's the key? How can I work on this, Clark? Say those two words with me. Love and what? One more time. Love and what? That's the key. That's the key. God is love. He says, if you're proud, I won't have anything to do with you. But if you humble yourself, I'll lift you up. I'll exalt you. God gives grace to the what? Fill in the blank. Humble. He gives grace to the humble. So that's how we deal with this. So when we're prejudiced towards someone else, we're filled with pride. We're filled with pride. That's not what we want. We're putting them down to put us what? That's what people do. It's what we do. 
But it's funny. When I hang out with people or I help somebody or I love on a regular joker, it seems like I leave feeling better (laughs) about myself. You hear me or not? I just feel better. I feel better that I just, you know, I loved on this guy and I hung out with this guy. And it was cool. It was good. And he knows that he's got a pastor even though he don't come to this church. If he needs me, he can call me. This is a good thing that we need to exercise. It just makes you feel good. Humble yourself, James says, in the sight of the Lord, and he'll do what? He'll lift you up. Prejudice is part of our sin nature. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, don't be conformed to this world. This is what the world does. We're of the world. We've brought up in this world. But, guys, this is what the world teaches. High, low, rich, poor, black, white, good, bad. Crazy, crazy as far as I'm concerned. All, all people matter. And so what do we do to change ourselves and, and help ourselves? The Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? Wonder where that happens from God's what? Word. From times like this. Like if you don't like me right now, I don't like him. I'm just the messenger boy. I'm sorry you got it today because I talk plain English. But we need to deal with it. I think we can all do better. That's my opinion. Gary can do better. You can prove what's a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. God has a will for our life. He wants us to be mature. He wants us to be salt and light in this world. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that's among you. Say that with me right here. Not to do what? Not to... Think of himself more what? Highly than he ought to think. But to think what? You know what that means to me? When we think we're better than people, we're thinking like a drunk man. You've been nipping at the grapes, baby. You ain't better than nobody. Maybe down here you are. But for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believes in Me is not going to perish, but have everlasting life. That stinks in the nostrils of God. So don't think like a drunk man. Think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Okay? I'm almost done, Raj. You're killing me. We must present ourselves a living sacrifice before the Lord to deal with this. I'm sorry. We think we can throw money at it and make prejudice go away in this country. You hear me or not? Say, this is why we need church. Say, I need church. I need church. You hear this out there? Say, is the world teaching this message? (laughs) No. They're going to send you to classes so you can do this. You need the Lord to help you with this crap that's inside of you. We need to renew our minds through God's precious word. Amen. Good stuff. We need to not think more highly of ourselves than others. We should never do that. I do it sometimes, and I have to confess that I'm wrong. Real results. That's that little first word. I'm done. Amen. What a message. I thought I was going to hear about the coronavirus.